Achieving Clarity podcast. My name is Ben Morley, an Air Force pilot turned consultant. Each episode, you will hear actionable tips and strategies that you can implement in your daily life, personal and professional, to achieve more clarity, purpose, and effectiveness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's jump in to your daily dose of practical clarity training. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Achieving Clarity podcast with me, Ben Morley. I hope this finds you doing well. You've probably seen the memes, the bumper stickers, and the t-shirts saying, winners never quit and quitters never win. Rest, but never quit. Or giving up is never an option. Is all of that really true? As Lauren Glazier writes, perhaps you have witnessed or experienced when someone failed to listen to their body in an athletic situation and got hurt. Maybe you know someone who stayed in past relationships or jobs too long because of the stigma of quitting and not making it work. Are these people committed or stubborn? Are these societal mantras about quitting really healthy? In a 2018 Harvard Business Review article, it says that, quote, people who tend to be tenacious are also those who get trapped into losing course of action. It goes further to say, quote, being unable to let go of cherished but unachievable goals can also be bad for your mental and physical health. People who struggle to disengage with their impossible goals tend to feel more stress, show more symptoms of depression, be plagued by intrusive thoughts, and find it difficult to sleep. They have higher rates of eczema, headaches, and digestion issues. Being fixated on unachievable goals is also related to high levels of cortisol, which over time is linked with things like weight gain, high blood pressure, negative mood and sleeping problems, and higher levels of C-reactive protein, which is linked with inflammation in the body, unquote. Did you know that January 17th is actually the date that most people quit their recently formed New Year's resolutions? Why would someone quit a newly formed resolution? Is quitting a good or a bad thing? The answer is, it depends. As Glazier writes, self-reflection must be daily and personal, and it must be constant. Your strategy to achieve goals shows you what can be manipulated, changed, and sometimes quit. Understanding that you can quit certain paths and still reach an overarching goal should provide you comfort and give you permission to get out of an unhealthy, habitual rut. The concept of self-reflection and quitting the harmful or unproductive aspects of our being is called strategic quitting. Defined, strategic quitting means to give up something uninspiring or lacking in potential to make room for something better. The more I have been around winners in life, the more I have understood that, actually, winners quit all the time. But the difference between a winner quitting and another person quitting is that winners quit strategically, on purpose, and in a bespoke way. Conversely, people who tend to be losers in the game of life have often manifested this lifestyle because they quit in reaction. They quit in reaction to a person or persons, to an event, to an organization, the list goes on. Rarely are aspects in life simply black and white. Sometimes the goal is not attained on a straightforward path. It is actually okay to quit when it helps you achieve overarching goals and by quitting something, the result will be healthier for you. One of the gifts of the pandemic is that it has helped us discover the need for improvisation. 
I spoke about this in an earlier episode called The Joy of Improvisational Living. Plans are a series of assumptions, aren't they? They are assumptions about future events and anticipated outcomes, but we cannot control the future. Either the environment shifts, as it has in the pandemic, or we have a poor performance we could not see coming, and the poor performance can ruin your plans. This poor performance can have as much of an effect as a shift in environment can. So, unless we allow for these things, environmental shifts or poor performance, we can tend to remain doggedly attached to the original plans that are no longer going to work in the new situation. We find ourselves burrowing deeper into the rut of sticking it out, rather than considering the option of quitting. We need to be able to retool, re-aim, reimagine, regroup, and replan, and come to grips with realizing the plan that we had, however clear and brilliant it may have been, is not sacred. Planning and flexibility is. This is why I am not a big fan of the quote, winners never quit and quitters never win. It is just too shallow. Winners realize that, hey, this is not working, so they decide to quit that particular task, step away from it, refocus, and double down on the activities that are working for them. Winners quit all the time, but they do so strategically and on purpose because they know this particular activity is not going to yield the desired result no matter how much effort they put into it. They quit for a reason. It may come at a loss, perhaps a loss of money, a loss of people, a loss of credibility, a loss of influence, but they still choose to quit. Winners know they will have to take this short-term punch in the face, if you will, but they have decided, decided strategically it is better to take it on the chin right now rather than endure a long-term slog where they are not going to achieve their desired goals anyways. Being a strategic quitter is a much better option to have available in your planning rather than looking at the sunk costs of the project and convincing yourself that you have invested so much into this project that there is simply no way you can quit. This idea that the higher the risk, the higher the reward is also not true. The higher the risk, the higher potential loss there is going to be, so you need a plan, and that plan should take into account quitting the activity. The higher the risk, the more thought through the plan and planning needs to be. Remember, the plan is not sacred. Planning and flexibility are. As author Craig Fleshley points out, quitting is underrated. Of course we know that persistence often leads to success, and that success sometimes requires hanging in there. But persistence and hanging in there can also lead to losing money, losing health, and losing friends. In spite of the succeed-at-all-costs ethic that often surrounds us, quitting is often the best decision. Walking away is often the most practical thing to do, especially when it is thoughtful, deliberate, and again, strategic. Additionally, another reason to consider strategic quitting is when you actually have a great plan, but it exists within a lousy culture, which is still a fail. You may not realize what is killing you is not the plan, but rather the environment in which you are trying to deliver that plan. The environment may be negative, unhappy, non-team playing, non-accountable, or a poorly trained staff culture. 
And if you do not see that the culture is dismantling your plan, you may assume you just need to articulate the plan more to them. So you get all the people around the table, you talk up this plan again, you make sure they all understand it. You can keep banging on about the plan and the vision, but neither will gain leverage or traction or longevity if it exists in a poor work ethic or a toxic toxic culture. I have seen situations in corporate, in the military, in the church, where it was a good vision, a good plan, but when it was presented to the staff or to the leaders, to the pastors, to the team, this plan did not survive. It can be due to entitled members who are backseat drivers and refuse to get on board of the plan. There could be team members saying one thing yet doing another, or they are happy in front of the camera, but certainly not happy off stage. It is all Tigger on stage, but Eeyore behind the scenes, allowing the culture to undermine the otherwise good plan. You cannot envision your way out of a bad culture. And if you find yourself in one, it could present itself as a reason to consider strategic quitting. So you do not just need the strength of a great plan, you also need a great culture. This positive culture must exist internally in your own life and externally. It needs to be happy, strong, team playing, open, and teachable. Internally, you need a good work ethic if you are a self-employed person. If you have a team, you have to have a great culture with them as well. Otherwise, it may undermine your brilliant plan. In my Air Force flying career, there were many times on a training flight when we quit flying a particular approach through the runway because we were out of position, we were too far left or too far right from the runway center line, you know, maybe we were too high or too fast, and trying to save this bad approach could make the situation unsafe and dangerous. We would quit the approach, then come around and try it again. When flying a mission internationally, there were times when we quit flying that mission, usually for safety reasons. On one particular mission, we were en route to Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. We had passengers that needed to arrive that day. However, we were experiencing a pretty significant maintenance issue with the jet, and we knew that that base did not have the necessary equipment or personnel to fix our problem, and we would have been stuck there a long time waiting for that equipment to arrive. So, after discussing the situation as a crew, and within just five miles of landing, we decided to divert to Florida to get the necessary repairs. Oh yeah, the crew took a bit of criticism from leadership about our decision, but in the end, the best decision was to quit flying to that destination and divert to an alternate location. Have you formed an annual strategy to achieve your career goals? If so, have you reviewed them recently? When was the last time you evaluated your work situation? Big picture, what are you working for or towards? Is your current situation played out? Are you happy there? Have you learned all you can learn? Be self-reflective and honest about these questions. Do not overlook that quitting or leaving a relationship or cutting, cutting a program may in fact be the very best decision. Do not quit something on a whim or in anger or in haste, but if letting go or getting out really is the best strategy to achieve a higher objective, then do it. When accomplishing strategic planning, do not just decide what to add. Put equal thought into what to cut. 
People can waste energy and fall behind because they resist quitting something. Unfounded fear of cutting a program or a relationship can paralyze a person and cause huge expense. If necessary, quit while you are ahead. I hope this has been of some help to you, and as always, best to you. Thank you for listening to the Achieving Clarity podcast. We hope you liked it. To hear more tools and strategies to help you in your personal and professional life, subscribe to our podcast. Thank you again. Thank you.